Hello friends welcome to Sal's Talk we have a great show for you Margaret is here. She is a great guest as evidenced by the audacity she displayed in bringing not one but two sauces to the MoFN table this week. Excellent work Margaret. Also earning acclaim this week is noted sauce acolyte Dave Artman. Dave was kind enough to take part in a new segment this week called Dave's Sauce Corner. Hit it, Dave. Yesterday, we got some last-minute reservations for Khan, Gregory Gorday's new restaurant. We've been trying to get in since it opened over the summer. It's a Haitian restaurant uh, with a lot of Pacific Northwest ingredients. So good! Beautiful space, and everything was as delicious as I'd expected. But I was surprised to love a simple charred red cabbage dish cooked on a hearth with an African peanut sauce. Then today, I followed it up for dinner by getting a hot dog and a dirty slice of pizza from Casey's Mini Mart. Delicious. Man, good shit as always Dave, you truly are the king of kings. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. It's time for another fantastic episode of Sauce Suck. Now, yeah. I know what you think. The guest is the, the guest is interceding with yes. As you say yes, is that right, Margaret? Yes. Yeah. Why'd you say yes? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, the guest says yes, but she agrees. It's time for another episode of Sauce Suck. Now, it's been a while. Uh, I, had, I did a lot of podcasts in the fall, in the autumn of. Uh, 2022 noted autumnal bitch Pat Polk could tell us a <laughs> lot about that season. But, uh, as we things progressed into the most wintry of seasons, winter, uh, the, the, the show has dried up. I did, I did an episode about orange soda, uh, that came out at the beginning of December. That's a very good one. If you didn't catch that one, great time to catch up. You get to learn which orange soda is the best. I'll give you a tip. It's not orange slice, because uh, it doesn't exist. But Wait, we're back. Am I the first it? guest of the new year. You're, I'm sorry, I interrupted you're, you. You're the first guest in some time, including of the new year. Yeah, that's, that's a high high honor. Wow. I'm just yes. going to throw this out there. I'm going to tell you this. You're going to like this, Margaret. I was uh, trying to get stuff set up and do a, a podcast with uh, Gina sometime, and then I was like, "Well, I got Margaret lined up for next week, and then you want to do the one after." Swear to God, here's exactly what she said. Oh, I don't want to follow Margaret. Really? really? Oh, yeah. she'll be great. No, she's not following you. Somebody else has got to. She's oh. like, I'm not doing it. You get somebody else. Well, they're else. gonna suck. So, <laughs> and also, like, who, I guess now you can just whoever Gina follows, you can just assume she holds them in very low regard. I can't wait to find she's out. Like, why don't you get some schmo like Paul White here, and then I'll do a podcast. But wow, well, I hope to bring it. I I think I think it's already been brought, and that's my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I used up all my good stuff. We did have a. Perhaps, unfortunately, long conversation about <laughs> Margaret's pods. Yeah, about my, not podcast. Oh, yeah, not podcast, but pod. No, that's that we don't necessarily know what a pod is, <laughs> no. but it has something to do with her job. Yeah, uh, that's right, everyone. I have a job now. Everyone's very impressed. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> uh, anyway, Sauce Talk. It's back and it's better than ever, yeah. uh, but it might not be called Sauce Talk for that long. I'm still looking, oh I'm still God. angling to lose that title. That's such a bad idea. Uh, we, you, you've already weighed in on that, so we don't need to hear oh, wow. any more from you about okay. that. But either way, on the other line, the official announcement, everybody, it's Margaret. Margaret, how you doing? 
I'm doing great. I can't believe we just talked for 30 minutes without recording it. But, you know, I cherish those 30 minutes. I want to make clear it was intentional that I wasn't recording. It wasn't like a flub. Uh, <laughs> we had to do some basic uh, planning yeah. of the episode. And That's then uh, I wasn't there, – there was a moment when I said, I'm not feeling it. And I had to talk more because I wasn't in a good headspace to do the show yet. That's but true. now the listener can tell, oh, my God, Johnny, you're off to a great start. I know. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Wow. I've got the kindest words of all to say to you, Margaret. The yeah. words everyone wants to hear. <laughs> Eat anything good lately. Wow. Um, I have. I have. Uh, this is sort of basic, but I was recently influenced by my friend Margot to just spend a million dollars and get impossible brand chicken patties. And I got them and they're like way better than the other veggie patties out there. So much so that I think I'm going to buy the impossible burgers. Um, and yeah. I've been having a lot of impossible chicken patties in the last three days. <laughs> One for each day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have had and enjoyed the impossible chicken patties. I think they're quite good. Yeah. And uh, how? So, are you? Are you? Now Gina will get those. Gina likes to take one of those. It could be any chicken patty, but those are probably the best ones. And then just like make a salad, cut it up, put it on there. I would consider that. Yeah. Well, it is like, a, yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah. But I've been enjoying like the mayo um, that I pair it with. So I <laughs> like to do mustard. a, so you're, you're a mayo and mustard. There's a sauce combo. We love a sauce combo here on yeah. Sauce Talk. I similarly do a sauce combo, barbecue and horseradish sauce. But that's real good. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Well, that is a clean, concise answer to eat anything good lately. I, I we, we love to see it. You know, I actually like probably for the first time in my career as a guest on your podcast thought about your questions. So I hope I don't, you know, lose that magic. I, <laughs> I'm really glad that you announced at the top of the show that you have a job now, but you still consider your career coming on Sauce Talk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that, that that's good perspective. You you know where your bread is truly buttered. Like maybe a paycheck shows up, but a who gives a shit? That's not that what you're about. And then <laughs> no. sure, like maybe there's some kids, and you got to make sure they don't die or whatever. But being a mom is hardly a job. Sauce no, no. talk guest three or four times a year. That's what's up. Iconic sauce talk guest. Iconic sauce talk. Gina guest. does not want to follow me. Can't be followed. You follow this lady, you're making a mistake. Yeah. But I hope I don't regret preparing or well, I guess just I, thinking about the questions. You're off to a flying start. I think you're going to do great. Now, there's next question uh, you could have prepared for. I don't know, depending on how <laughs> how much you've been listening, uh, not of late because I haven't released any episodes of late. But I did ask this question several times. And I'll start by saying, have I asked you before the question, how many people do you love? You have asked me that before. Okay. Well, then I want to make it clear that uh, anytime I ask someone a second time on the show, that's a funny bit I'm doing. It's <laughs> You know what? It's possible I just listened to a podcast where you asked someone else because oh, I can't remember my answer. Yeah. 
Who gives a damn? Here's the main yeah. point. If I ask someone, now this came up on the orange soda one because I said, I don't think I've asked you guys this. And it turned out I had asked both of them this question. Was it a multiple guest episode? It was, yeah, perhaps. No, Gina and Babs were both on once at wow. the same time. But I believe it was the both second two multiple women, guest episode. Both like one male guest. So exactly. They sense. combined equaled me. Yeah. In talent and not, not in weight though. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, the main point is if I ask someone this question a second time, that's a callback and it's funny. Oh yeah. References. References. Margaret, how many people do you love? Oh, so many. Um, oh, and, and for the listener, just, and for you, uh, you can't name names. Obviously oh. it's not that kind of question. If you name a name, you've already filled, but what we're looking for is a number. Probably like 200. 200. 200 is uh, order of magnitude, the largest number. Really? It's okay. probably more than that. Okay, okay. Now, now, to be clear, do you know 200 people? Yeah, definitely. I'll tell you, every time I release one of these episodes and you're on it, <laughs> I, I don't get a big difference. I get, I get more text messages, slightly more okay. than usual. But if you go on SoundCloud, it legitimately looks like I get, I get twice as many listeners. <laughs> Well, I'm going to, as always, I'm going to promote the shit out of it on my Instagram. And you know 200 people personally, so that'll be very effective. I have like 500 followers, which is really not that many, but some of them are like dedicated. It sounds like most of them are dedicated. (laughs) Damn. I think, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, I can guarantee at least four listens, maybe five listens. And I always listen to it myself like a psychopath. Uh, I often listen to the show and myself I, like, too. Laugh and laugh at my joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my god, uh, you still got it right now, future Margaret. Enjoy. <laughs> I hope you li- like th- that great joke right there. She's doing a good job, isn't she, future Margaret? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I I feel like I'm like living here though of like someone getting in my car or something because I'll probably listen to it in the car and like realizing that I'm listening to myself. Um, I may have mentioned this before, but back in the olden days when I had to go into the office because we didn't have a worldwide pandemic, right. uh, I would frequently listen to the podcast I had just released on the way to work the next morning, and there would often be a little bit left, and I would put it on my headphones as I walked into the office, <laughs> and I always thought that like if something happened and my <laughs> headphones became disconnected from my phone and it came out that I was just walking around the building listening yeah. to my own voice, like I would get fired. They would yeah. be like, you are crazy and you can't come in here anymore because we think you're going to do murders. <laughs> I'm not going to do murders. I'm actually very nice. Yeah. But it, it's just not a, it's not a good look to be like, no. oh, yeah, my favorite show is me talking to me. Oh my God. That reminds, so two different, I, I know I've already boldly announced I have a job. My job is I'm a part-time high school art teacher. Um, two different times, not once, but two times in my class, I, cause I use my personal computer. I've like set up the projector and this, it's like linked to a speaker and like get, gotten ready to start class. And two different times, Frazier has auto. <laughs> <laughs> I like often watch Frasier when I can't sleep. Hey, look here. This computer's got two jobs. Making <laughs> you kids do art grades or whatever and watching Frasier. It really does. Last time I used it, I was watching Frasier. 
I mean, it's like, well, now I've been like waking up because I'm like not a sound sleeper, but I'll like wake up at like one in the morning and be like, oh, and like X out Hulu as fast as I can because I really, really don't want it to happen. <laughs> now, what if you did something similar, but like Sauce Talk was playing and then all your, all these teens were like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. Uh, Ms. Rogers, can I start listening? And then you uh, give them the link and you tell them how to like and subscribe and that sort of thing. They already know how to like and subscribe, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, that might, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't think, think they so, have no. like a keen interest in my personal life. I think they like me because I'm like an easy teacher. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of that. It's time for our next segment, Margaret. Yeah. It's another classic. So you're going to be very prepared. Okay. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Okay. I've been between two, um, and one sauce I like and one sauce I don't like. And I was like, so you were considering bringing a sauce you don't like to the table. That might yeah. be a first in sauce talk history. Herstory, excuse me. Well, then I better do it. <laughs> yeah, I think we should do that one. It's tahini. Tahini. Yeah. Now, tahini as a sauce on its own is somewhat curious. You eating straight tahini? You well, make you make an impossible chicken fatty. You just smear some tahini on. You're like, this sucks. Shit, what the fuck is wrong with this sauce? It's so gross. Um, it just is not. I you need it if you're gonna make a hummus. Yep, you, sure you need do. it. So I like have a bottle of tahini, and sometimes I like think, oh, I could make a sauce with tahini, but it tastes horrible. Um, this feels very similar to be to if you're like, I hate. Dr. Scholl's because I put those insoles on my head and then my head doesn't feel better. I was like, well, that's not yeah. what they're for. You got to not do like anything with sauce. tahini, but make hummus and maybe it's like a two sauce other things. that like makes a dip sing. Sure. Uh, but then I was watching this, like I started like following this like um, vegan bloggers lady on Instagram. Um, and she like was had some video of a soup that looked really good, and then right at the end, she like dumped a bunch of tahini in it, and I was like, "Oh no!" Um, but she probably had her reasons. She has good protein or something. How much sesame seeds are so small? How much how much protein <laughs> could there really be in there? Even if you ate a million, that's got to be like ten grams of protein. Yeah, it doesn't seem that efficient. I made we one of the many things we discussed in the pre-record segment of our Google Meet tonight is that I made a very bad stir fry. And, <laughs> did you put uh, tahini in it? Uh, no, but I did dump a bunch of sun, uh, sesame seeds on it at the end, oh. in the hopes so that, that that would pep it up, and it kind of did, but it like was a lost cause. No, no, not toasted, just just plain. Okay. I like sesame seeds a lot, though. Yeah, me too. Which is like it's like confounding that tahini yeah. is so disgusting. I want to hear, what was your good sauce? Salsa Verde. Salsa Verde. Salsa Verde, how about this? Best standard salsa, better than red salsa? Oh, yeah. I've, it took me a long I've time totally, to come around to that, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, but I can only pick one, that's definitely what I'm picking. Yeah. I still, I go to the store, and I'm just like, oh, I need some salsa, Let's find a medium red salsa, and I buy that. And then I'm at the Mexican restaurant, and they throw down three bowls of salsa. I'm like, oh, I just want to eat the green one. It's yeah. like, well, why don't I just buy only the green one? That's the green one's what I like. Yeah, I've started buying the green one. Um, That's smart. I don't know, probably a year ago. And 
I think it's like it's it hasn't replaced sriracha, but I think I I'm like they've like slow it's slowly climbed like as important to me. High price. Sometimes I combine them and it's like just too spicy for me, but I pretend that it's good. <laughs> Salsa verde is more difficult in that especially when you buy it. Uh you don't really know what the baseline is. You're almost always going to have like some idea. And if there's multiple salsas at a restaurant in front of you, one of the red ones is not going to be hot. But the salsa verde could be fucking anything. It could be completely non-spicy or it could be. Now, obviously, I don't know what it's called when it becomes that super light green. That's not salsa verde anymore. No, no. That's just like insanity heat stuff. And I like, I can take like tiny bites of that. I know that's its own thing, but still the salsa verde can be anything in a huge range. Yeah, I put some of that light green salsa. It was so stupid. I like we. I went to a restaurant that I like know is very good, and I've been to a bunch of times, and got tacos. And I like didn't even taste my taco. I just blindly dumped a bunch of that. Oh no, <laughs> the worst. Uh, yeah, and it was like. Uh, I mean, I made it through, but it didn't. You didn't die, is that is the it, review? It did break my taco. Like it made <laughs> it made the meal less good. That sucks. It was like really, really hard to eat. <laughs> I needed like a lot of napkins. I was just like, oh. <laughs> that that was a really good sound of eating too spicy of food. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, I really tried my best, but uh, took it too far. Okay, Margaret, it's time for our next segment. We're just we're just blowing we're, through the segments yeah, we tonight. we touch all of them, yeah. We had discussed how I thought I was going to have to cut something, but no, I don't think... We're doing we, it we, all. Here's what's up. We ain't cutting shit. Here, no. here, oh. Maybe we, we need more segments in every podcast. Just New Year's like, resolution, <laughs> no edits ever, and all the nothing gets cut from any podcast. Perfect. Margaret. That would be easier for you. It'd be easier for me. It makes your life a lot worse. Oh. Why? No, I'm not going to say anything like inflammatory. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> you don't know about. I don't. Have you heard about cancel culture? Oh my god, I have. You can't say anything anymore. That's what they say these days. Yeah. I don't really want to go down that. That's not a good bit. No, that was lame. I, don't. I shouldn't even. But you know, it's too bad. I can't cut it because of my yeah. resolution. Well, uh, yeah. You just have to be brave enough to say things. I, I said, would talk about Tar if you want to talk about Tar. I haven't watched Tar yet. Oh, okay. I went to watch Tar. Here's here's uh, Gina and I. Gina saw the trailer for Tar, and was like, "We gotta watch Tar." And then I googled Tar and read about it, and was like, "I don't think I need to watch Tar." But then later, uh, I think I read a review somewhere, and like the same day, I think it was Bill Kalis was like, "Damn, Tar is good." And then I watched the trailer and I was like, holy fucking shit, I got to watch this tar. And then I got on Google and it was like, you can rent it for $21. And I was that's like, that's what oh. we did. Uh, I'm, I didn't do it. I uh, mean, that's like, we don't all have uh, art school teacher money, Margaret. Thank you. <laughs> Part time art school. Part time art school <laughs> teacher money. We got to no scrimp and save to see tar. <laughs> It's cheaper than going to a movie. It is unquestionably cheaper helpful than that. if uh, you can't leave your house. But well, then, let's just say I'm pretty sure I hate tar. Ah, uh, well, but I will. I will. I haven't seen it yet, but I did look the other day. I'm just too dumb for it. <laughs> I did look the other it day. It made me real mad on like multiple occasions. Ooh, did you hate the ending? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I the, the review was like, oh, the review. Also, the middle. <laughs> 
the review the review I read said the ending was very people were contentious and mad at each other fighting about the ending. But I haven't seen it yet. It was like, hey, it's too strong. I just like I'm like, well, I care as you learned recently. I I like care too much about award shows. Um, no, no, go ahead. No, go, tell that story. We can go down every side road. Why are we recording this on Wednesday instead of Tuesday? Because I wanted to watch the Golden Globes. Um. <laughs> we scheduled the podcast, which was, and by the way, totally fine. But Margaret was like, I have a dumb reason I have to cancel for tomorrow. I and I was like, you can saw, tell me. Yeah, I saw when they were, and I literally opened my phone and like immediately messaged you. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> Let me like just get out of this thing. I've so, did Tar win any Golden Globes? No, I'm not sure if it was nominated. I fell asleep to be honest, but um, just at the end. But I'm just like pre annoyed that she. I mean, she was amazing, but I'm like annoyed she's gonna win. Yeah. Um, well, I know that I checked again the other day, and I think I can rent Tar for five ninety nine now. Well, that's a. And that's for those good. of us who aren't in, you know, your income bracket, that's that's a much more palatable yeah. number. So but I think it's important to know that I went to art school. So like, there are like scenes of her teaching. You know, music school is not the same, but I was that were like maybe triggering for me. Triggering in what way? Just people being annoying. Uh, oh, so yeah. you're not saying that uh, you found the scenes unrealistic. You're saying it, it conjured memories you didn't perhaps want to have conjured. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, uh, for those of you out there who have seen Tar, imagine I'm asking questions that you would want to ask because I don't have anything else. And I then I'm saying Tar. really insightful things like... And she's just nailing it down time after time. Okay. Uh, whatever her last name is, doesn't deserve that Oscar. Maybe she won't win. She will. She's going to win. Yeah. You're not that Tilda Swinton, is that right? Oh, Tilda might win. She's like in this movie where she plays two characters. Right. And, like, I thought that was supposed to be the house. thing. I don't know anything. Oh, my God. Michael watched, like, showed me that trailer in an effort to get me to watch it. <clears throat> it was a no. What yeah. movies do you like? What movies do I like? Yeah. Oh, oh huh. bad ones. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I went and saw Megan the other day. It kicked ass. I thought that wasn't out yet. No. I don't understand what that's about. It's like a robot lady. You got it. You do, you do understand what it's about. You're lying. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, it's got Marnie know. from Girls. I'm not convinced I like movies. Um, <laughs> Marnie is... Uh, Marnie's great. Here, This is I'm one of the, the more shocking... Uh, everybody talks about like, man, if I knew everything that would be going on in 2023, I would have, I would have been sad. Or, or for me, I would like, I would have ended it all years ago. And yeah. One of the classic ones is, how the fuck is Marnie the best girl? How did that ever happen? <laughs> but it's just true. There's no competition. Yeah, I rewatched like, um, I guess I rewatched season two recently ish, and it's just like. Such a good performance, actually. Like, with some distance, I was like, oh, my God, she's hilarious. Like, this, I think when I watched it initially, I was so repelled by the character. Too close to it, too. But now, like, with some distance, I was like, yeah. this is the best performance on this show. Marnie and also, at the end of the day, like, the best, like, character. Um, Yeah. Who knew? Nepo baby. She also had, like... Like the, I don't know if you saw, but she responded to stuff and was the only person who didn't say like, 
but actually I have to work harder than other people. And she was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a huge advantage. And I'm sure it's played a major role. Like yeah. the only thing, the only quote I have seen that was like, yeah, you should probably just say, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think she's like probably a nice person. Yeah. She's sometimes on this uh, bachelor podcast that I used to listen to. And she's always a really good guest and she has very good insights about like boob tape and like lip filler and like who, I don't know. She has like a, an eye for things I wouldn't know to look for. I'm always looking for boob tape, but otherwise, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, so is uh, Marnie from Girls. Uh, she was also on Comedy Bang Bang this week. Really? And I saw that and I was like, whoa, big mistake, Marnie. What are you doing? And goddamn, she is a real fan. She was making, like, Gino was not on the show, but she was making jokes about Gino. Wow. She clearly knew, she was, she made reference to the best ofs with Paul F. Tompkins they do every year. She knew her stuff. Huh. It was bizarre. And it's just like, Marnie kicks ass. And I really hated Marnie. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta accept it. So that was our bonus Allison Williams segment. You said to start adding segments. We just did. <laughs> we had a whole Allison Williams segment. Allison the the Williams people were demanding. Pro. Allison Williams pro. She's a pro. Yeah. Now, whoever out there wants to come on and do the the counter, the anti Allison Williams segment, let me know. What kind of movies do you think Allison Williams likes? Peter Pan. Yeah. (laughs) Dumb shit. She probably likes it all. Yeah. Well, it's time for our next segment. This is a segment (laughs) that uh, sharp-eared listeners will know. I've been I've been trying to get somebody to do this segment for a while. And when I messaged Margaret and I said, I've got some things we're definitely going to do. And then what do you think of any of these ideas? She said those beautiful words. I'll talk about anything. Didn't give a shit. So that no. means you're getting the sleepover segment dumped on you. Nobody has wanted to do the sleepover segment. Why? Are you excited? I think it's a fun idea. Do you like, do you want you not even sleepovers? Are you excited to talk about sleepovers? Sure. You go to a lot of sleepovers when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah? How many sleepovers sleepovers. a year would you estimate you went to during whatever you deem the prime sleepover years? Well, what do you think is the prime sleepover years? Oh, I was trying to let you define it. But if I am put to define it, I would say something like, I don't know, third or fourth grade is early, but then really like junior high is the prime, I would guess. Yeah, I would say junior high and also high school for me. Okay, so even Um, into high school for you. I probably went on, and I'm not exact, maybe like 200 a year. <laughs> now, wait, were these the same 200 people that you love today? I mean, I like... Is it, is it, that's a one-for-one one list. Like, you didn't high. know Mike Huber, so you don't love him. 200 is too high. Maybe 100. Probably, well, okay, there's 360. No, I bet I went on 200. Okay, here's a question. Define I sleepover. I have, like, multiple, like, BFFs, you know... Did you have, most, did you have any parents? Yeah. They were just, did you just like move from house? You're like one of those people on Tinder who's actually homeless, but they just have to hook up with someone every night to have a room over their head. I mean, at some point we like cracked, they like agreed to a weeknight sleepover. And then like that just like opened up this whole world of possibilities where like sometimes I lived at my friend Lindsay's, Lindsay's house a little. I mean, not really, but like I would sleep over at least one night a week for years, but probably more like three. I don't think three nights a week gets you to 200 a year. Really? Because 200 is over half, and three isn't more than half of seven. Well. 
But if yes. you, you know, do you have do you have any do you have any clean months where you're there the whole time? No, I mean I did go on vacation with other people's families like a lot of times. Not a whole for a month though. Okay, two hundred's too high. I probably went on a hundred a year. That's which, if you had said five, I would have been impressed. And so the fact that you're coming down to like, well, it's got to be at least a hundred is crazy to me. I mean, I had more than one friend that I slept at their house. Like, like it wouldn't be weird for me to sleep at their house like three nights a week. How did you? So did you prefer sleeping at other people's houses to yours? I must have. I don't really remember. Um, I think I just like love. I think I had like very, very intense friendships when I was like in fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. You know, like I think I just had like like we just like. Yeah, I think I just had intense friendships and I had like multiple friends who like lived walkable to me and I don't remember like what kind of childcare we had, maybe none. Like I think my brother was just supposed to walk just, so I probably preferred going to my friend's house to my brother watching me. Sure. Um, they probably had better snacks. I'm sure they had better snacks. And Snacks was <laughs> one of my sub-segments coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. And then I had, like, like my one friend had, like, a sister who was, like, really close with my sister. So, like, that was convenient. Um, so she, we would, like, both sleep over at their house. And, um, yeah. So you got a lot of angles where you're picking off nights at other people's places. It's not like yeah. there's just one family where you're just showing up and it's like, oh, I can do this, this, this. It was multiple families. And then, like, on weekends, there would be, like, group sleepovers. Okay. And we, like, we rarely hosted these. That was going to be my next question is, did you have similar stuff where people came to your house or was it more others? Sometimes. But my house was, like, not that nice. And my parents were tired. And I I don't know. It wasn't, like, my house wasn't that fun. Like, we didn't have, it just, like, wasn't that fun of a house. You didn't have those mirrors that made you look really tall and skinny? No, what we did have was like, like you could kind of like mess up my room. Like sometimes, a couple times my like, dad. Listen, Tanya, I know you don't want to come over, but if you come over, I promise you can just fuck up my shit like crazy. Just like throw on, everything on the, like knock the bookcase over. Literally on more than one occasion, my dad like brought like a huge spool of string into my room and was like, you should make a spider web in here. The and then like close the door and like me and whatever friend would be like, yeah, we should. And then we'd like, <laughs> you know, like just spider web the room for probably like five hours. I didn't know actually, that was a like, thing you could do. I kind of want to do that now. It's a brilliant parenting strategy. I do plan to do it. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I'm sure it was like really annoying to clean up, but like. Yeah, so we had, like, we you didn't have to keep my house clean, which, like, my friends' houses didn't have that going for it, but um, my house wasn't as fun, unless you could spiderweb it. I never did that, but it occurs to me I did something kind of similar. I did not get explicit permission from my parents to do this, <laughs> but uh, when I was t-ball age, so, like, kindergarten probably, maybe first grade, I had... Uh, a T, you know, like a T, like you hit off of for baseball. Oh, yeah. I know all about T's. And then it was one of those where it was like a kind of, a, it was a softer than a real baseball and softer even than a T-ball. And it had a string in it that was attached to the home plate. And the idea was as long as you were a little kid and you didn't hit it too hard, 
you could hit the ball off the tee and it was like elastic and it would go for a little bit and oh, it would yeah. zing and come back. And hit you. And then exactly, it didn't work very well. And especially like I, I don't, I'm a bit of a power hitter. Yeah. And so I could hit the, like instantly I could hit the ball too hard. It knocks the tee over. It breaks the thing off, whatever. But, uh, one time I took that baseball with that super stretchy elastic string on it and I took it into my room and I just, Kind of sounds like I made spider webs with it. But uh-huh. in my head, I was like, I'm booby trapping my room. And the whole oh. thing was tied to the doorknob. And oh, so the idea was that if exactly, if somebody opened the door, the baseball would then like unspool around the room and then zing and hit him in the chest and knock him out. Did it and, work? And then eventually I got it all done. And then I had to very carefully leave my room. I don't, I don't know how I did that. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I did, and then I went and got my dad, and I was like, hey, why don't you go in my room? <laughs> Let me hurt you. Yeah. like I, I, It's dumb. I could have just punched them. Yeah. Um, and so he was like, oh, this is going to be some stupid bullshit. And he went <laughs> and opened, and then like I remember being so disappointed because like the baseball acted like it was going to start going, but oh. then it just like ran out of steam and fell on the floor. I did not have oh. everything tightened properly. And then he was like, wow. why did you do this? And I was like, well, it's a booby trap. It's supposed to come hit you. And he was like, you need to take this out of here. <laughs> that was as far as that went. That's a reasonable response, though. Yeah. He probably didn't want to be hurt. No, yeah, totally fair. <laughs> probably didn't want you to get hurt either, honestly. Yeah, that was nice of him. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned the snacks. What kind of snacks are you get? And you go into these? What, what, are you, what are you eyeing? What are you hoping for when you get over there? When people, mean, people, was it if, for, okay. First off, just general snacks. And I also want to hear about, you said there were some bigger group things. Like, was there ordering food? What was going on with that? Oh, I think pizza was getting ordered. Sure. Um, Definitely there was pizza. Um, I'm hoping for like a single serving size package of chips, not a chip that is shared. Do you want that like that? There's like that package that's got like 10 different kinds and you get to pick whatever you want. That's exactly what I want. That's the exact thing I want. You're right. Um, I'm talking about gushers. Fuck <laughs> talking yeah. About fruit by the foot. Just like the good snacks. I mean, if it's 1995, I'm, I'm gonna want, I'm gonna want fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot or fruit roll up to preference? I thought those were the same thing. Fruit by the foot is the one that's like inch. a measuring tape. And yeah. Rolls oh, out. It's like fruit, an by the foot. fruit by the foot. And then fruit roll up is the one that you, you supposedly can spread out into a square and then punch stuff out of. No, no, definitely fruit by the foot. Agree completely. That other one was too gummy. It just doesn't taste like, yeah. like if I had a, a fruit by the foot in front of me right now, I would stop the podcast and eat it. I have a vivid memory of being in like, I don't know, seventh grade at Target with my mom and I was like the first cold day so I was wearing my winter coat for the first time and I like felt a something in my the lining of my coat and it like turns out there was a hole in my pocket and I like into an island Target was like weaseling around in the back of my like I like, got through the hole and I was weaseling around trying to find this thing and it was a fruit by the foot and I remember being like yes like from the previous season <laughs> yes, from the previous that's year. incredible and being like so happy and like eating it and <laughs> that's like, like wow yeah and then getting amazing. nervous that I would be like accused of stealing it to so, like shoving it back in my pocket he's just <laughs> like this is brown and crusty this is so yeah. old don't worry no it tasted great I remember like I remember yeah, being I so happy uh, I couldn't believe I got this bonus um 
I think I was like very interested and I'm going to use the word pop because I was in Minnesota. I think I was interested in drinking pop. Sure. Too. Um, Did you not have, were these things you didn't regularly get at home? Yeah. We always had like kudos bars. Um, those granola bars? I'm trying to remember. They were like in between a granola bar and a chocolate Maybe bar. Maybe they're chocolate covered granola bars, so it defeats the purpose, but it's exactly still not good. It it's like, don't worry, like, you won't like this. But They were like an inch shorter than you wanted them to be, but like the wrapping. Now, do you run into like that problem a lot? <laughs> Never once. Um, and yeah, we didn't. I don't remember. We probably did have good snacks. I just like don't remember. I think like it's always different when it's somebody else's snacks, though. There's gonna be something a little off, and you're gonna yeah. At least I was always like, even the people who you go over to their house and they had like crazy health food, it was still cool to be like, ooh, what kind of yeah? They got these expensive apples. We don't have at my house. I'll eat some of those. Yeah, the good apples. Yeah, my one. We did buy. We bought fucking red ass delicious. I mean, now I just know that they like had money, but my friend Lindsay had like the best food. Yeah, they the really good apples. Yeah. How yeah. do you like them apples is what they I would probably them. say when you they came in. They were so good. Yeah. Um, they just have a really high quality and there were so many of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> the apples are abundant and of high quality. It's like, wow, your journal sucks, like, Margaret. You get a bad edible. grade in pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that would actually be a really good journal. Entry. Do you think it's good that we're making callbacks to things that didn't happen on the show? Yes. Yeah, I think I do people too. are definitely going to get it. Well, I mean... If I bring in the listenership, I think I'm especially your students. I I can just start (laughs) making jokes for people who are in tenth grade art, if you want. Like the three extra listeners you're gonna get from me, all know what a pod is because I like tell them about my pod all the time. So we don't even need to explain things. (laughs) Yeah, you you schmoes who don't know about pods, good luck. Yeah. Uh, Here's a question: Do kids today have sleepovers? I know that they do. Um, and I know that Eugenia has stated more than once that she will never, ever, ever go on a sleepover. And, um, and she's even screamed it at another child once. About sleepovers or just in general? We were like leaving my friend's house. We had like a bad play date. Like our, all our kids were just in bad moods. We all ended up getting the flu like shortly thereafter. What a great time. Like it turned out, turned out they were sick. We were all sick. Um, it was just like 12 sick people hung out. They didn't have fun. Who can believe it? Yeah. It was like this horrible play date, but it ended with my friend's son being like, you're going to sleep over at my house tomorrow. <laughs> and Eugenia was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> the fuck and I will. Like, and like, we were like walking to the car and he was like yelling, like, I'll see you at the sleepover. And she was like, I'll never sleep over. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and it was also like 10 a.m. because it was like a kid play date. So it was just, uh, yeah. But so I know, like, I bet that he's been on sleepovers. Yeah. Well, uh, as the final move here, I am sad slash moderately thrilled to report that I was Team Eugenia. You'll never go on a sleepover? I never have. Well, I mean, I guess you could say some of the things I've done as an adult could possibly constitute sleepovers. But as a child, I didn't sleep over anywhere ever. By choice? I, it's, I remember when I was in like first or second grade, it was very young. My friend Vince had a sleepover for his, uh, birthday. And I went, and so this would have been, I was born in 85, so let's say this is like 1992. I remember his, his parents rented 
uh, one of the Bill and Ted movies. Uh-huh, that does track. And we ordered pizza, and then, like, the movie was getting going, and the pizza was probably just getting there. And then I went into the bathroom to hide for quite a while. And then eventually one of the parents noticed and came and knocked on the door and said, would you like us to call your mom? And I said, yes, please. (laughs) And I never tried it again. Oh, my God. You just did too much pressure. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. Didn't want to be away from my parents. I like my house. I don't think you will ever go on one. I really, I believe her. (laughs) Yeah. And I turned out great. So maybe she'll be just fine, too. I mean, you don't got to do sleepovers. No, you don't. Lots of ways to have fun. Well, she, I think she would have a friend sleep at our house, but she's definitely the same. Like she's I th- not. I think that happened once or twice, but my parents were not very much like super wanting, like, oh yeah, call. Like, now for some reason, my yeah. sister had a friend who slept over all the time. Yeah. But like for me, it was never like, oh, why don't you call a friend and have them stay over? It was like, yeah, your friend, your friends are kind of annoying, and they can go home whenever you think yeah. it's a good time for them to go home. I often would be getting. uh as well, would be getting tired of my friends and think, like, this is an hour is good for you to be here, and I'll play video games by myself now. Yeah. You Some know, things never change. Now that I'm thinking about it, and this is like, I guess, makes me slightly heavy, it, I think that I started going on sleepovers because my mom had cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think that just gave me like a blanket. Like, all the parents were like, yep. And I'm sure the parents were yeah. very much like, yeah. Yeah, you can sleep here. Yes, it's a Wednesday. <laughs> Eat my apples. And, yeah. Uh, and then I think, and then she recovered. Um, but I think like we'd already established yeah. that I just sleep wherever the fuck I want. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm in sixth grade. <laughs> Sometimes vagrants are sixth graders. It's okay. Yeah. Or seventh or whatever grade it was. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, now that I think about it, I bet that's what happened. It makes a lot more sense now that I think about it. I continue to maintain that we are just making incredible time. So much good content in every segment. Yeah. And yet I look at the clock. We don't got cut shit. No, we're doing great. Margaret, it's time for our next segment. Yeah. Now, some people, this might be a boring refresh. But for others, it's new and engaging information. <laughs> Margaret, I have a note here that says you have a job. I do have a job. What, what, what you doing? I'm a part-time high school art teacher slash pod advisor. Pod advisor. But as we discussed, this is not a podcast. Do they have no. podcasting class in school these days? Maybe they should. i got to imagine there's like a cool teacher out there assigning a podcast. Assignment. What do I have to do to become this teacher? I think literally just walk into any public school, <laughs> offer yourself. They'll say, are you certified to teach? You'll say no. And they'll say, when can you start? So like, okay, so you can only do the podcast class and not calculus like we were hoping. But okay. There is a teacher shortage. Like I, I could not have made it like, I mean, I was like not interested. I don't know. How did this happen? Yeah, let's start there. You decided you wanted to be a teacher and you just rolled into the school and said, give me an art class? No, my friend works there and she had like interviewed someone and it went badly. And she texted me and was like, do you want to be an art teacher? And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day at 8 a.m. you were there. And then she sent a lot of like, oh, you'd be great, blah, blah, blah. It could probably be really part-time. She did like a really hard sell and I was like, I don't know, probably not. Um, And... I don't remember, but she was, 
she got me to a point where she was like, just talk to my principal. And I was like, fine. Um, and then she was like, send me your resume. And I was like, I don't have a resume. <laughs> like, I haven't had a job in five years, basically. I sent her like an art resume. Like, like, I was going to say, like, here's a painting I did. That's my fucking resume. You like <laughs> I that? Mean, I had like a four-year out-of-date artist resume. Like these are shows I've done. And then there was like a little bit of like teaching experience at the bottom. So I sent her that, and she was like, looks great. I'll pass it along. And I was like, does it look great? Um, <laughs> are you sure? Uh, and then, like, I remember the vice principal called me and, like, was, like, asking, like, are you certified? I said, no. Um, she said, are you, like, hoping to get certified? I said, no. <laughs> and she was like, great. I'm going to put you in touch with the principal. Do you think you'll try hard? <laughs> Not really. Okay, you're in. And then I, like, met them. But I did really, like, like them on a Zoom. And it just seemed like they were like, you can teach whatever you want. <laughs> like, um, it just seemed like they really needed someone to teach this class. Um, and then they, like, just offered me the job. And it was, like, more money than I expected, which is now less money than I thought it would be because I forgot about taxes. <laughs> But you've been, you hadn't had a job in five years. You don't yeah, know that it's like, like 70% of that number is what you're really going to get. I know. With taxes and childcare, it's like not. I was like, oh, oops. Um, and I forgot like how much work it is to like build a class. So you're, so you're trying to do a good job, even though they basically told you you didn't need to. I guess. Yeah. So that's yeah. nice of you. That's good for and the kids. They, I like, appreciate that. On, um, I have a, like a senior advisory group that, Kind of without my consent, I would say. Um, they gave so I have a second class that it's like a group of seniors that I don't teach art to. I just like am their advisor. So you got tenth grade art and then mm-hmm. senior advisor, but you are like in charge of a classroom of seniors. Yeah, and uh, I, like, they're probably like big and strong, and they could overpower you. Is that scary? I mean, the tenth graders could overpower me too. Good point. You're very weak. <laughs> uh, no, they're not scary, but it is like very striking, like. Because I have 30 10th graders and I have 18 12th graders. So, like, the, just, like, like the difference in the room, because they, they're one right after the other, is, like, I'm, like, whoa. Like, 12th graders are way older than 10th graders. That's true. Like, just so much older. World's older. 10th 30, graders are, like, babies. 30 10th graders teaching earth, well, though, really sounds extreme. It's very like intimidating. One, it's really 29. And most of them, it's, like, 21 of them are male. So it's a wild dynamic. Um, what, what kind of art do you do? Great question. I don't know. Um, just like real basic. Like I tried to adapt an intro to 2D. I had a syllabus from a, a like community college class I taught, 2D design. And I my plan had been to work from that. But I had to like way simplify it um, to accommodate the needs of the class and like that many people. It's real fundamental stuff. Like, um, you know, we did like a unit on value. We tried to like draw a sphere with, with like the appearance of light. You know, like where's the light source coming from? How would you shade it? We did um, like a, an anatomy week where I like tried to teach them like, I don't know, how to draw people in a way that like is believable. And then more like um, open-ended projects. Like I had them 
do symbolic self-portraits where they like had to do it didn't even have to have like you in the picture but like there had to be like symbols in the picture that represented you so we like talked about symbols for a while and then people were like this is a basketball jersey because I play basketball. This does feel hard for a 10th grader. Yeah. yeah. Like the symbols become like, well, uh-huh. here's a picture of my mom because I like my mom. And here's a yeah, picture of Yeah, but then there'll be like a rare athlete. one where they're like, <laughs> and I made this like a black hole because life has no meaning. You're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my mom was a middle school English teacher. And she said that she would, she would just teach all the things and it was, uh, everything was good. But then there was just something about it. It's probably very similar. She would teach poetry and she'd have the kids start writing poetry. And then instantly most of the kids would not be that into it. And then some of them would be like revealing dark truths about their life. And it was like, there's just something about either art or poetry when you abstracted a little bit. It's like these kids would never talk about this. And if you say, write an essay about something bad that happened to you, which would be a very bad assignment. They would never write anything. But then you're like, oh, draw this picture or write this poetry. And it's like, this needs to come out and it's coming out now. And it was... Yeah, the people who... Yeah, I had a few like that. And I was like, whoa... But for the most part, they really surprised me. Like every, I like never had a good read. I mean, now I do, but the semester's over. But like everything I thought they would like, they didn't like. And everything I thought they would hate, they like loved. Like I like was like apologizing. Like the whole like, like value week. I was like, I'm sorry, this is so boring. And like, they all just like ate it up. I think because those were like more like step-by-step directions. Um, And like, yeah, we did, you know, like, one point perspective drawing, which mm-hmm. I remember learning in like third grade. And they had all like done it at some point, but they all really seemed to like that too. Like anything that was like really, really able to be like broken down into rules they liked, which really surprised me. Um, cause I would prefer to do way more open ended stuff. Um, is this, is this, is this an art school or these art inclined students or these kids required to be there or these people who went out of their way to like take an art class? They can choose between music and art. Okay. So um, I would say most of them correctly perceived that art would be easier. That was in, in uh. my school. That was very much. We also had uh. pretty much choose between music and art, and like the kids who went to art were basically just choosing not music. It was with few exceptions. Yeah, it was a lot of people choosing not music, and like at first, at first they were like, it seemed like quite stressed out by the workload, um, which I did not. I had to just like slow it way down, um, which is like really hard. I, I really don't know how to manage like a group that big still, like because it's really unfair for the people who are doing their work. Some kids are probably really good at the yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. They really want to like, be like they didn't choose not art. They yeah. cho- not music. Like, they chose you're art. Pretty bored right now. Yeah, because like these other kids need like two weeks to do this thing. Um, so I'm sure that all comes with time, and you like get better, and you have side assignments in your back pocket or whatever. Um, but yeah, when they're doing, when they're just like working in the classroom and I'm like circulating and like giving them feedback and like joking around with them, it's really fun. But like other times, like when I need them to submit, I have them like submit Google slides every week and like, it's just abysmal, like to get them, (laughs) like they just don't do it. Um, (laughs) I don't know, but it's okay. It's weird. I mean, I have a love hate relationship with it. It's like really fun to talk to people who are my children. Again. Sure, yeah. 
But then it's like, should I be talking to 30, 16-year-olds? Or like, can, like, can we do, what else can we get in the mix? <laughs> there, there may be some in between there. Yeah. Uh, do, do you intend to keep doing it? I don't know. I really want to see how this semester goes. Like I had, there were points this semester when I was like, ah, that's it for me. Um, cause it's just been a lot of work and like, it's like actually like kind of with, I could figure out a different childcare piece, but like the way I have it now, um, it's like a lot of driving for me to work essentially like two and a half hours in the morning. That sucks. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, we'll see. But I think this semester in theory will be easier because I'm just like, Teaching the same class to different. I was just, is it is it all new kids? Yeah, they That's have. Awesome. Um, I'm like a weird, not really a teacher, so like I don't have like access to some of the like online portals that real teachers have. So like I I don't know who I have because I don't have access to the portals. So um, it would be nice to know like, what what I'm teaching, but I've been told it's the same class. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's not, um, yeah, there's pros and cons, but they're like really funny. Um, I like it. One of my students, I'll tell the story, I guess, has like, he's like so distracting. Um, I really like him, but he's like, I kind of feel bad for his classmates, but he started a like business out, out of my classroom that I had to shut down where he was selling snacks to his um, classmates. <laughs> and like, he would like, asked to go to the bathroom and he would bring his huge backpack and I guess like split apart bags of chips and stuff into Ziploc bags. Into dime bags. And then he would come back and like have these like prepackaged bags that he made and he was like trying to sell snacks to his classmates like during class time. Um, And it was like so distracting and um, insane. But also I like kind of loved it. I mean, I, I told, I made him stop, but I was yeah. really hoping he was going to be, he was like, he was good at art and he was like drawing good pictures of a fruit bowl and he'd sell it to whoever kid needed Well, I was like, I did, like, I was like, why don't you make a logo for your business and then not run the business out of my And then also classroom. stop selling yeah. chips in front of me. This is like, really embarrassing for both of us. You know, and this then, is embarrassing for me, you, and the customer. Who's buying like, seven Doritos? That sucks. So many people were. And then he was trying to do it discreetly and so he would like, he would like, text people or like whisper yell and then like throw the <laughs> come on like across the room um at some yeah. point it's disrespectful to you as the fake teacher oh it was extremely yeah it was so distracting but i did like love it um yeah it was annoying but i enjoyed it a lot. yeah it's very funny yeah so yeah that's my job i have a job um your job sounds a lot scarier than mine like, in all honesty, I would not be willing to trade jobs with you, even if I got paid the same money. And just because, like, you're scared of teenagers? I, I, can't, well, I just can't imagine hanging out with... The They're easy fine. part, the easier part is the, when you hang out with 16 seniors in high school. Oh yeah, my God. I guess there have been a few times. I Not in my room, but there have been, like, fights in the hallway a few times when I've been like, oh, right. And you just <laughs> jump in and break them up. I just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just like go stand and I like try to like stand tall, but I'm also like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm like, hey. I'm going to go draw a really good sphere on the chalkboard. Yeah. It's not even going to be that good because that is like not my strength as an artist at all. I like definitely had to relearn that. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, t- the 12th graders are not as scary. You're right. 
they just seem like adults. Like they're just like, don't want to be there. Yeah. They're over it. Well, they're, they're about to get their wish. Yes. They're so close. Uh, multiple of my 12th graders have told me that I'm not going to see them anymore. Like after finals yeah. of this semester. They're going to, they're going to do suicide. They're just not going to come to class. No. Oh, okay. That's better. I'm glad it's that one. Yeah. I was afraid they're going to kill themselves. No, I mean, I hope not. But do you think any of them are trying to trying to tell you that? No. No. I think they're just like letting me know. They have they because I like don't make them do anything. They like think I'm their friend. Yeah. So they're like, see ya never. I'm like, Why can't you keep being changer. their pod leader? That doesn't seem like that needs to change. Why can't I what? Why can't you keep being their pod leader? That seems like that doesn't need to change. No, I am their pod leader. They're just not going to come to my pod. They're saying they're not going to come to my pod anymore. They're just going to like blow off class. Yeah. Why are they telling you that? Why don't you? That, well, I would like to know. Fucking write them up. Write their. Don't let them graduate. Give them Fs. No, they can go. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I, would, I mean, I'll mark I would them never absent. put up with that. I'm not going like, to mark them present, but I'll. See, I changed my mind. Let's trade jobs. Yeah. I'm going to put these kids' asses in the jackpot. They're going to be fucked. No. Oh, that would be sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that part's sometimes easy. I don't know. But yeah, it's exhausting. I don't know. It sounds it. I don't talk I to anybody. I just, yeah. I just get on my computer and read stupid court cases. It's great. Yeah. If I, if, you know what? Fun. Every time, if I ever was at work and I started talking to 16 year olds, I actually would get in trouble. They'd <laughs> be would. like, that is really out of the line. You need to read court cases and write head notes, Johnny. <laughs> Why are you talking to teenagers, you moron? Yeah. You're fired and going to jail. You gotta stop talking to those teens. Yeah. It's like, but I'm the pod leader. <laughs> they just don't yeah. know it yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, Margaret, I have a really topical break for us. Our next segment, we're not going to get into it yet, but we're going to talk about your first alcoholic drink. But before we get into that, I need to make my latest alcoholic drink. My glass, it doesn't run over, it's empty. Well, if you were prepared like me, you would have brought two drinks down to your basement. Damn. For the listener, Margaret is holding up two white claws next to her head on each side. It's a beautiful yes. pose. I also have a tea and a water. I have a water, and it, it remains. Gotta, I need at least three beverages. Gina right, so frequently talks about the importance of three drinks. She always says she's most pleased when there are three drinks in front of her. I think that's the right amount. It's like, like especially at like a brunch, you got like a water, some sort of cocktail, some sort of coffee. That's what yeah. she's really hitting her, feeling it's herself. It's good to have one warm. Yeah. Well, I don't have any warm, and I only have one. So we'll be right back after this. All right. I'm going to go use the restroom. Just pop that second uh, white claw. That second white claw is, is usually the magical one. Well, unfortunately, I only have lime left, which is my least favorite flavor. You want to do some real quick off the, off the dome white claw rankings? Definitely. Black cherry is king. Uh, I like watermelon. I like uh, fuck that new one, passion fruit or something. 
I can't think of any others. Lemon is acceptable. Lime is bad. And pineapple is undrinkable. I remember, I haven't had any white claw in a while. I remember being shocked at how bad the pineapple was. It's so bad. I also, I love lime in almost every circumstance. And as we just discussed, I am currently drinking a tequila soda with yeah. lime and some grapefruit bitters. So I'm, I'm all about these flavors. But I just, I never, whether it's a hard seltzer or even a regular one, I tend to not like just the straight up lime one. Well, they mostly make variety. I don't like any of the flavors enough to get exclusively that flavor. Sure. Um, and they mostly make variety packs. So I'm, so what I haven't had like white claw in a long time because it's more of a warm weather drink. But I was like trying to think I wanted to have a drink for this and I wasn't sure what I wanted. And it just seemed easy. Mm-hmm. And like I could carry two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I only had limes floating around, like probably like six month old lime ones floating around the back of my fridge and one lemon. So I was like, all right, I'll start with the lemon. Maybe you mix them together. They taste like Sprite. That's not a pro for me, but that might be true. Not a Sprite fan. Sprite is horrible. Are you a Sprite fan? Sprite's like the only... I would go over to PepsiCo only for like whatever the clear... Sierra Mist. Is Is it Sierra Mist? I I thought it was um, 7-Up. I think 7-Up is its own thing. Oh. I think it's like with Dr. Pepper. No, 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 no. Never mind. Fuck Pepsi forever. But 7-Up is better than Sprite. I'm not ever drinking Sierra Mist or Sprite or 7-Up. But of them, I think I think most favorably of Sprite. Mm. But even diet or regular, I'm just not interested in drinking any of that. And I you don't, know, but... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Fresca? Oh, no. Fr- I, I have talked about Fresca on the podcast before. I love a Fresca. Fresca is a grapefruit soda, though. Yeah. That's that's the difference. Grapefruit, I am always tougher. I love a grapefruit uh, seltzer. I think I'm just defining them by color. But so I'm like, it's not brown. <laughs> <laughs> they all go in the same category. I thought you were going to say they all come out the same color, and I was going to be really upset. <laughs> no. no. Uh, it's time for our next segment. Yeah. Margaret, let's talk about your first drink and when i say drink i do mean like alcoholic beverage yeah do you remember your first drink of course it was on a sleepover on a sleepover so you were you could have been any number of ages because it's not like you were doing that for a while what age were you i don't know middle upper middle school upper middle school i have no idea maybe seventh grade eighth grade i don't know and then what was it well it wasn't but one drink but it was my friend's parents had had a party and then I think they probably got drunk and fell asleep and they did not clean up. And then we were having a sleepover and my friend and my friend's older sister and me and probably one of her friends just walked around the house drinking whatever was left around. Like just half. Let's help Stephanie's parents by cleaning up the house for them. Oh, this one's not quite empty. This one's not quite empty. Glug. I mean, it was like the perfect crime. So yeah. I had like just a bunch of drinks, um, all gently used. <laughs> <laughs> that is a much more exciting and engaging first drink story than I thought I would get. <laughs> yeah, I, and I remember liking it. <laughs> Do you remember any of them specifically? So, like, first, so we were thinking about you in seventh grade. What year would this be? 
Um, if it was, it would either be 97 or 96. So this, I'm if assuming it, it, this is, it's all Zima. It might have been Zima. It was beer, Zima, probably some wine, probably some mixed drinks. Um, it was, a, I remember it was a variety because we were like tasting them, but we were also like, okay, what can we get away with drinking? Like that we won't get caught. Did you? Her, her one sister was older. So she like knew what to do. Um, <laughs> She's like, listen up kids. Here's how we get fucked up. Let's go. Yeah. Like you go drink a bunch of used <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Like one sip at a time till you have a buzz going. Um, <laughs> Did anything stand out to you? Do you remember coming away from it thinking like, oh, this is this is my drink as a seventh grader? Well, I think the mix stood out to me because then my next drinking memory is at a different sleepover at a different house, the house with the good apples. Um, mm. And we went into her mom's liquor cabinet, but we were too scared to take um, much of anything. And we poured multiple liquors into one container. It was a Dimatap container <laughs> or like a Robitussin container, like a medicine container. You tried to die tonight. And we mixed it all together. And then that was really bad. Oh, that is, that wasn't good? <laughs> no. Why wasn't that good? It tasted really bad. So then we, but we still wanted to drink or like try to drink. Everybody could have just had their own drink of one thing. Yeah. Oh my so god. So then I think Mixing we like agreed that we could have a beer and then we but we didn't like that either, so we mixed it with lemonade and we called it the lemonade. Um which I believe is a shandy. I was gonna say that's just uh, a shandy. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't didn't know that at the time. Um and I don't I, I don't know. I don't really remember, but I remember my friend got really, really drunk and um we had to go to church the next day and she was like she smelled so bad and was like having like such a hard time um like you know she like kept burping and like, it was just like really bad and i think uh there's no way her parents didn't know in yeah. that respect <laughs> they have daughters gaseous today this blows god's not gonna like this why we even come yeah. to church i'm doing I a bad know. job i know but i don't think yeah i don't think i Learned what my drink was for many years. That was one of my follow-up here uh, questions. Here was going to be if you still liked this, but that doesn't really <laughs> apply because, like, no, I like, don't like, like oh yeah, I still like to just find a liquor cabinet, pour everything into a robo robo bottle, and then see what happens. Uh, yeah, I don't. And then I remember, like, in high school, I would like why, like, I got really wasted one time in high school and got caught, and then. You know, I got, like, humiliated myself. Um, and so then I, like, didn't drink for a big bulk of high school. But then when I started drinking again, I remember I was, like, a coward. So I would, like, steal, like, one beer and, like, put it in a sock or something. <laughs> like, um, so I don't know. Yeah. And then in college, we would drink gin with, like, we would drink Seagram's gin with just orange juice. And it was, like years, years and years and years before I could drink orange juice again. Everybody heard that gin and juice song and decided that gin yeah. and orange juice is a good drink. But in fact, it is not a good drink. That drink it's sucks. So There's a reason gross. you don't nobody drinks that. That's all we ever drank. And then we would like, oh, so gross. Yeah. Were you drinking, remember my like oh. money would renew on my like whatever like card, my college card. I would go to like the college convenience store and buy all these orange juices. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I could like pour a handle of seagrams into them. And just, yeah, it's so gross. Are you um? Are you talking about that seagrams extra smooth with like that beigeous <laughs> label? Yes, it was a super beige label. I had a friend in undergrad who similarly was like, <laughs> "It's like I get so fucked up and I feel I get bad hangovers if I drink anything else." Yeah, but I think we thought that if I juice. drink Seagram's extra smooth gin, I'm fine. <laughs> and he would like send us videos of him at some party without us. First off, like, why don't you yeah. aren't you hanging out with us? Be like, yeah. check this out. And he's just like chugging from a bottle of Seagram's. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is you're gonna die tonight. This yeah. isn't fun. This isn't what's good to do. That, by the way, that gin is terrible. I am sure. I have not had any of it in, Jesus Christ. 20 years. <laughs> not quite that, but goddamn close to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for some reason, Seagram's extra smooth. Really, maybe there's something about the branding that appeals to dumb college students. Maybe. I'm guessing the price point is low. Too. Price point is It feels a little bit better than these other bad gins, but... Yeah. I think mediocre gin is pretty good, but I don't think I want any of that. No, I would not want it. I would not want it. I like a mediocre gin that's a little bit funky. I think when you spend too much money on gin, it doesn't taste like gin anymore, so it tastes like vodka. Yeah, that's probably true. Like I, I want my gin to like hit me a little bit when I add something to it. I do like gin again. It took a long time. I love gin. But it's pretty good. I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not like interested in it. So I don't like, I don't like take the time to interrogate what I'm drinking. If I like, I probably wouldn't make it at home, but I would order it at a bar like within a drink. But then I wouldn't like, I wouldn't take the knowledge of what I, what kind of gin I just drink. So I would never be able to. Well, you don't, you just, you just immediately listen here. (laughs) Seagram's extra smooth or I walk. (laughs) I'll be right out the door. Don't even bother making me a drink. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I do, like, still kind of subscribe to, like, I think my thought process was the orange juice makes me feel good, so I can drink just buckets of the sea. Drinking buckets of orange juice makes you feel good? (laughs) I don't know. I think I thought it did. But, no, that makes you feel terrible. I'm sure it would make me feel terrible. (laughs) Yeah, probably made me puke for, like... Yeah. yeah, even without but, the gin. Like, just like, oh, Johnny, you have to drink 64 ounces of orange juice. Oh, that's not going to work. I can't do that. Yeah. But I still kind of like now if I like see like a, you know, mixed drink list and one of them seems like vaguely like a smooth, like healthy. I'm like, ooh, like I should drink that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm an idiot. Basically, I don't know how to drink. What's don't. your drink? What's your first drink? Uh, pass. Uh, we have time for two more segments, but we're going to do things a little bit special. This is probably unnecessary, but in an effort to be extremely cautious, <laughs> Margaret and I are, we have a white lotus segment queued up, but just to be safe, we're going to go ahead and do that after plugs so that anybody who wants to get out, uh, whether it be either due to lack of interest in white lotus, although I will say Margaret and I pretty interesting, like, I feel like you could listen to us read the phone book. Yeah. What an overused cliche that is. I'm tired of hearing people telling me about the phone book. I think reading the phone book would be pretty fun, actually, because names are so wacky. And also, like, you can, like, it's just doxing people, and that's the most interesting thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. That, too. Well, I do like being like, ooh, where's that street? And then. And you look it up on your phone? Yeah. Like, maybe I'll or go to like, that guy's house and kill him. I know. 
Well, I used to, because I used to be a dog walker. I like had, I don't have it anymore because I just, if I don't use my brain, it just doesn't, go, it all goes away. But I, for a while, I had like a really, really impressive knowledge of like the streets in Baltimore. That's cool. Um, and so for a while, I think I could read the phone book and be like, whoa, I know where that is. I know where that is. I know where that is. But I don't think I could do it anymore. The other day, someone told me about a restaurant in my neighborhood and then they were like, I'm not sure what street it's on. I think it's on this street. And I was like, no, it's mm-hmm. on this other street. And I was like, whoa, I know. That's, that's and it was so like, good. it's like the main, mainest street around. Yeah. But, but it was still just good. like, oh my God, I know a fucking street. I am a true Chicagoan. I am a local. People What's should ask me for directions. So you, you don't need to know. I'm yeah, not, I do. I'm not doxing okay. myself over here. Fine. I live I'm on just, Michigan Avenue, right at the don't. top of the Tribune Tower. <laughs> Trump Tower. Yeah, um, I live in Trump Tower because he's my hero. Um, you live in those corn cob buildings. Um, <laughs> fine, don't tell me where your neighborhood is. I live I in probably... Edgewater. It's way up okay. north. Yeah, I know. Think about how far north I might be. I'm further north than that. You could be further north than Edgewater. No. If, <laughs> I, honestly, if I go further north than Edgewater, I'm in Rogers Park. Yeah, okay, fine. Hey, you should like it there because your name. <laughs> yeah. Is that your favorite neighborhood? If there was, if there was a place called Johnny Park, I'd hang out there all the time. Um, no, it's not my favorite neighborhood. Yeah, Rogers Park isn't the best. I mean, yeah, I like, I guess I like Humboldt Park. I don't know, I haven't lived there since 20. Everything's changed a lot. Uh, I, I went, I didn't go into, uh, Logan Square between like 2015 and 2022 and Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, things are It different. was a time when I, the first time I got back over there. Yeah, it's definitely not the same. They do still have Taqueria Moran though, so it's fine. Um, anyway, we got a Taco uh, Bell here in Edgewater. It's good. Not to, Taco Bell's all over Chicago. Oh, I didn't you know realize what? that. I thought I was the only one. No, they're everywhere. You can't. Oh, really? Them. Is that the case? They're really. Thanks literally. for letting me know. Yeah, it's not special. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> and you know what else? <laughs> Chicago. We're, on- okay, we're okay. Best wishes of the intervening days. <laughs> Chicago is really easy to know streets on. It's like the most easy to understand city. What about Manhattan? It's all numbers. You just go up and over. Grid yeah, system. Manhattan's easy too. Chicago and Manhattan are both easy. How is Chicago is not comparable to Manhattan? In you got to learn all the names. It's just not hard though. You like always know what direction you're facing. It's, no, the it, lake it is very sense. helpful in that regard. So helpful. So helpful. Like Gina has some, has trouble sometimes. And I'm always just like, when you get off the train, feel the lake, look where the lake is. And now you know all the directions. Yeah. It's like so, 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 so helpful. Yeah. Okay. It, we're back on the same team, but I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm a little punchy after you I'm sorry. gave me that shit. I didn't care for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a good answer. Okay, so anyway, uh, the point of this sub-segment is that we're not what talking, are we talking about the White Lotus. We're right not now? talking about White Lotus yet. We're going to talk about plugs. You got anything you want to plug, Margaret? Yes. Yeah. Two things, and they're related. Are they your kids? Kid-related. <laughs> I get it. Uh, okay. My first plug is for the Embassy Suites. You heard of this chain of hotels? I, I, I'm familiar. I've actually I've had sex in an Embassy Suites, I'll say it. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. What's your other plug? That's good for that one. <laughs> well, I'm not done talking about it. Oh, okay. We can do a little oh, bit okay. more. I, I guess I could just blank. 
we I no I want to brag about my vacation. Um we're going on a vacation this weekend to the Embassy Suites in Hunt Valley, Maryland. Hunt Valley, Maryland. Tell me about Hunt Valley, Maryland. Well, it's uh, 20 to 30 minutes away from my house. There's a mall there. It's the end of the light rail. Um, Are you going to take the light rail there? We thought about it, but no. We have too much shit to bring with okay. our kids. Um we were choosing between the BWI Embassy Suites and the Hunt Valley Embassy Suites. And the Hunt Valley Embassy Suites seemed slightly nicer. So it seems like I shouldn't have said, tell me about Hunt Valley as much as I should have said, tell me about Embassy Suites. Because that really does sound like the focus more than the location. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about Hunt Valley. Okay. I think the fairgrounds might be there. <laughs> they have the Embassy Suites. Uh, I don't know what's out there. It's in the county. But in the county, we, is that a, is that a Maryland thing? What does that mean? Oh, yeah, that's a Maryland thing, I guess. It's what is like, what's in the county mean? I guess it means suburbs, but like shitty. so, it's near Baltimore, but it's not in Baltimore. Yeah, okay. it surrounds Baltimore. Okay, they like there would be anyone who lives in Hunt, Hunt Valley. People probably like like the Ravens, you know. That's they, like, bad. Hunt, they would like say no. I think it's fine. Uh, <laughs> they would like say they're from Baltimore. If they we're traveling. And you'd be, you'd be mad at them. I'd be fine with it. Uh, hmm. It's fine. I don't it doesn't know. doesn't sound super fine. <laughs> I, like, have lived in Maryland. I've lived in Baltimore for, it'll be 13 years this summer. Flex. And I, like, at no point have learned where any of the county is or anything about any of, like, I know where the Ikea you know, is. What the fuck are you going out there for? I'm not, unless I want to say that. You got. It sounds like you do. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> Michael, get get thee to an embassy suites. Well, we haven't done it yet, so maybe it won't be fun. But like, I think we've like cracked some kind of. I don't know. Like we like figured out how to do something that like maybe other people know. Because it was like, I mean, we just booked these rooms and they were like so cheap. Because I think maybe not that many people are staying in Hunt Valley. So we booked one room, but it's a suite. So we can, like, our kids can be asleep and we can hang out in the, like, living area of the suite. And there's a pool. And there's a restaurant in the building. This sounds incredible. I know. It's going to be so fun. And it's I bet it's going to be cheaper than a normal weekend. <clears throat> and, that's awesome. And um, I just simply cannot wait to go to the Embassy Suites. And that's this coming weekend. Yeah, I'm going on Saturday. I hope you have the most wonderful time. That sounds fucking great. Yeah. When I was a kid, we would go on vacation. Well, like we never went on. I don't think we went on a vacation other than a long weekend until I was like in high school. Yeah. Um, And then like like we went, we would go for like four days to Chicago or St. Louis or whatever. And I would all be and always the highlight was staying in a hotel and getting to swim in the pool. Yeah. And I was always be like, let's just fucking, like, in January, let's just go to Galesburg and stay at the Fairfield Inn and let me swim I've in stayed, the pool. I've stayed there. Uh, yeah, you should have done that. And my parents were just like, no, that's dumb. But I was like, why, why is this dumb? Like, Do you know how much this will please me? This is basically as good as when we take, like, spend 12 times as much. And go someplace for some bigger thing. I yeah. just want to go to the hotel and go to the pool and have fun. 
I mean, we haven't done it yet, but I'm assuming it's going to be like it. I my bet sister it kicks and ass. I, what kicked us off was my sister and I flew to Minnesota recently. And we were is, getting. Is Minnesota in. doing okay? I haven't been there in a minute. I don't know. It seems bad, but. That was the vibe I got. I had to get out of there. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, it seems super cold and bad, but I'm sure it's fine. Um, it was a fun trip. We went to Alamni. Um, oh, the best. It was so good. Uh, I only went there once. I'm kind of posing, but yeah. I also only went there once. Well, I mean, I was bad. there for longer. I should have gone more times, but it is amazing, yes. It really was. But anyway, we were getting in so, so, we were getting in at like 11.30 at night, and it was my dad's birthday, and we knew he was having like a surprise birthday party. And we didn't oh, want boy. Him, we didn't want him to deal with us. Yeah. We couldn't make it to his party. But um, anyway, so we were like, let's just get a hotel. And then we remembered, like, core memory, like, that our grandma used to book two rooms at the Embassy Suites on St. Patrick's Day and take the grandkids, and we would watch the parade. And then I think all the aunts and uncles would just get hammered at the Embassy Suites. And, like, the uh, kids would run around this awesome hotel that, like, has an atrium and go swimming. So my sister and I stayed at the Embassy Suites at the MSP airport, um, and it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we woke up at like seven in the morning and went swimming and went in the hot tub, and then we got a continental breakfast. And it was like I did not want to leave. Uh, like, so now you're just doing the the best part of that trip on a you don't have to get on an airplane first. I know, and ever since then, I've been like, I'm going to stay at the Embassy That's fucking brilliant, yeah. BWI, and I'm going to sell it like it's a vacation. And then you found an even better one. Yeah, turns out Hump Valley's better. So Good anyway, plug. that's my plug, and yeah. then my supplementary plug for anyone with kids um, is that for Eugenia's birthday, I got her a child-sized suitcase, and both my kids, like, they've never loved anything more in their entire <laughs> life. They're, they're just, like, obsessed with the suitcase. I can't believe how cool it is. Uh, it's their size. It has four wheels, so it's easy to push. And, like, Silas will walk downstairs and go, suitcase! <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, immediately start pushing the suitcase. And that's just, like, what he does that day. And that's why we're going to the Embassy Suites in Hump Valley, so she can use her suitcase. I can't speak to uh, a child's enjoyment of such a thing, but I can say that, boy, is it ever the cutest thing in the world when you see a little kid. With a with size a appropriate suitcase. I love it. Yeah. I really just, yeah, I felt like a genius. It was just that I procrastinated on her birthday and um, Target was quite picked over because of the holiday. And I was like looking at these shitty toys and then I like saw across the aisle like a suitcase and I was like, suitcase. Um, and yeah, I feel like a genius. Everyone should buy their kids a suitcase. And if anyone's shopping for me, I would like a nice suitcase. <laughs> Too. Her suitcase is way nicer than mine. <laughs> like the four wheels would be so cool. Just imagine. Do you have a nice suitcase? I have a pretty decent suitcase. Yeah, but you I know what I don't good. have is a nice carry-on. I have yeah. like a nice checked bag. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm always like, I want to just check the bag on the airplane so I don't have to fuck with that. Yeah. And so far it's worked out, but I know I'm just biding my time until it's just fucking gone. Until you lose a bag? Yeah. So yeah. far so good, though. Well. I love checking don't. the bag. I like not fighting with the people over top. I can't handle it. I'm yeah. not good at the pressure. Everybody's like, mad at me. I can tell. Yeah. 
I think it's a real power move to just have one bag that can fit in the seat in front of you, like under it. Just slide on in. Gina gets mad at me about this, but I don't. I don't have that bag either. Wow, you gotta get some bags. <laughs> I ha- I have a shoe carry doing? on that I don't like. I literally just check the bag every time. What are you holding when you're walking onto the plane? A Nintendo Switch. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I walk on the plane. <laughs> I sit down. I put my headphones on. I play my Switch, and then they're like, "You're now in Tulsa, Oklahoma." And then I get <laughs> off the plane. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. weird. We shouldn't listen to me yeah. about anything. <laughs> you don't even have like a little Switch satchel. Uh, I, I've done, I've experimented with that, but I found that I prefer to just have, I have a grip. It's sitting in this big grip, but mm-hmm. then it's, it's just the thing. And I just wow. get up and I walk the fuck off the plane. Hmm. I'm, few, I'm very frequently the first one off because I'm not fighting with it. Well, the first one in my area yeah. because I'm not fighting with anything. I'm just, I'm good. I'm just like plane stops and I can go. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. I mean, worst thing in the world seems like having to put your luggage behind you. Mm-hmm. That seems hellish. I can't handle that. And like being a, I'll just perfectly honest, being a big guy on the plane is very stressful anyway. Because yeah. everybody's like, oh, I can tell that guy's going to try to sit by me, do something bad. They're all looking at me. I'm like, no, motherfucker. I sit over here by Gina. We're fine. And then I'm just like, I got to get off the plane. I got to play switch and then get off the plane. And that's Sounds like I'm- you're flying Southwest, as am I. Uh, no, I'm not. Well, you're like picking your own, you're like picking your own seat though. Every, I just mean that, like, everybody looks at me oh, and thinks, someone, like, oh, he's oh, coming yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've actually never flown Southwest. Wow. I hear that's going really good lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're doing great. They keep emailing me sale fares. <laughs> Please give us money. We're fucked. I mean, I, I'll probably fly them again. It's going to be fine. Maybe you can. I'm sure there's lots of embassy suites near many Southwest destinations. Seems like there's embassy suites nearly everywhere. I've like. How lucky are we? You wouldn't believe how many embassy suites websites I've been on in the past <laughs> week. Like and this one doesn't even have the fountain out front. I'll never stay I've there. I've been making Michael call in and find out when the pool's open. <laughs> That's egregious. It's fine. I just I need the information. The MSP. Uh, Embassy Suites has like amazing pool hours, way better than Hump Valley. One time, we were in the group chat and we were talking about uh, this one kind of frozen pizza and whether they had <laughs> it at uh, the Brass Rail in Champagne. And then uh, Mike just replied, "I just called the bar and asked them what kind of pizza they have." So maybe this like isn't even a big deal for him. Maybe this is just like the no. kind of shit he likes to do. So he's happy to call and be like, "Hey, I'm just an idiot. What kind of that pool hours you got that embassy, embassy suites over there?" I literally told him yesterday when I was having him call embassy suites for me. I was like, "Probably my favorite thing about you is that you're willing to call places." Yeah, Gina and I don't have a a, a caller between us. Oh we my are both God. non-callers. It's such a good skill. And I, I like actually think like most of his like job success is because he's willing <laughs> to call people on the phone and no one is. It's like, yeah, you guys got a pool hours and also how about you give me the room for I mean, free? It's like, thank you. Yeah. No, we have the information. They're happy to give it to you. Just have to call <laughs> and ask. Who knew? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been plugs. Yeah. We have time for just one final segment. And that's White Lotus. I think I'm going (laughs) to... 
sorry. No, please do that longer. Is it good? Did I do? You did a good job. Um, wow. I I'll go first, and because my initial take is very related to what you just said, and I think more than anything, the White Lotus uh, television program has kind of just beat the system. And yeah. the quality of the show is almost entirely irrelevant. Between yeah. like the intro and the especially the intro music, but then also the music cues throughout the show, the casting, the locations, the general plot outline of having a death in the first two minutes of the each season. Yeah. It how how what could even happen that would stop you from watching this show? Literally like, nothing. Like it, I guess if there was a season where it was like that happened, all the good stuff happened, and then Mike White walked out and said, "I'm going to say the N word," and then he said it a bunch, then I would stop watching. But short of that, like yeah. it's 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 just so perfectly constructed as a piece of 2022 now 2023 television that it the, the quality of the show is is beyond the point. It's not it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. The quality of the show is very high. I didn't like this season very much. Really? But I also enjoyed watching it. And then the season ended and Mike White was like, next season, I think I want to talk about East Asian philosophy and death. And I'm like, that sounds like the best show I've ever heard of. Oh, I was like, please don't. But I'm sure he'll do a good job. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. That sounds like the, I can't even imagine how good that would be. I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You like this season more than me, I can tell. I loved it. I mean, okay, so I am Italy. I was just all in. I like did a study abroad in high, no, not high school, college, like an art history study abroad in Italy which was, of course, like a very transformational experience for me. So like you said, like right from the theme song and the credits, like when I saw those credits with the like art, you know, in it, Mm -hmm. I was like almost angry. Like I was like, this is just designed for me to like fucking lose my mind. It's like, unbelievable. And then the, like, and the reveals you got through yeah. the, the, the credits yeah. as we went on. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's, it's hard. Yeah. Would you, I, clearly the opening credits are better than the show. How could you? I don't know. The that? show is so good. I think but, the show is I mean, pretty good. I think the opening credits, credits are the best thing I've ever seen. They're so good. They really are. So I good. still get that song stuck in my head all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I think about that lady with the goose. Think about her every day. But the credits of season one were great too. I mean, they were great. Just, this just took it up to another level, and I never considered that that might happen. Yeah, I know. That's such a high like rate of difficulty. Now, really... now, what's horrifying is I don't know who makes those. I assume Mike White is not banging out like getting musicians in front of. Him. Wasn't it like Este Heim like did the music? And then... is that true? She was like a music consultant. Wow, she was that's there the cool. whole time they were filming. I didn't know that. Uh, Oh yeah, she's part of the but White Lotus family. Whoever it is, that the pressure is fucking on for season three. It stepped up. I'm not gonna yeah. use the phrase "step your pussy up," but this <laughs> fucking don't. show stepped its pussy yeah. up in that opening so hard from one to yeah. two. Can't do it again from two to three. All you can hope to do is maintain. It's not gonna be better than that. 
don't know. I mean, it might be though. Like, I think so. He's really good. There is a lot of pressure. Like, Enlightened season two is better than season one. That's absolutely true. Yes. Um, that's like also a high degree of difficulty, and it's like different in enough ways. So it seems possible, but perhaps the pressure of everyone loving it will be too much. I don't know. I'm not even, I don't know. But you're right that it doesn't even have to be good for me to watch it and love it. Mm -hmm. But you did love this season. Yeah, I loved it. Tell me about that. Well, um, tell you about why I loved it. Anything you want to talk about. I'm very open-ended. Hmm. What was your favorite okay. storyline? What was my favorite storyline? Yeah. Mm, probably the three generations. Uh, like Italian men. Or maybe. I don't know. I don't know that I had a favorite. I, I liked the I liked their like role quite a bit. And how in the end they weren't actually that significant. But like they I don't know. They moved the story along in a good way. I like loved F. Murray Abraham's performance. Cannot believe he made it out alive. I was it, like, like positive that bandage on his head was like a gun in the first. I was like, he's done. He has to be dead. I was going to say there should probably be a special Emmy awarded this year for excellence in head bandages. It was so just good. every fuck every other episode. There's something else on his fucking skull. Protecting yeah. him because of whatever spell he took. It was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I loved Mia and Lucia. I loved, I liked pretty much all of it. Even the couples, like, I tend to, I don't immediately like Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Um, and sh- I ended up, like, thinking she was almost the best part of the whole show, uh, which, um, I don't know. Says something. Um, I guess. I know that he like wrote the role for her, which she also did for Jennifer Coolidge. So maybe like part of his like secret is that he's just like, just he's like writing with actors in mind and like knows what they can do. And like, I think that's, that's what good writing is though. And even, even if it just means adjusting it after the initial, you know, script you have. Yeah. Is, well, it's like Jennifer Coolidge and Aubrey Plaza are both like sort of one note actors. They're like so, so, so good at that note. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't make sense to cast them if you're not writing it for them. Yeah. Why would you write some generic thing and then tell them to go do yeah. that? That's dumb. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know if I have any like good insights. I just like, I was just loving all of it really. And then for a big bulk of it, I thought like the Tanya stuff was the weakest, but then it was like a huge, uh, return on investment there with her story. Um, yeah, I I don't think I have anything smart to say about it, but I loved it. I still had a good time watching it, but I think it, by the end, I felt like it was largely for the reasons I discussed and less that I thought this was an especially good season of television. Um, I think it was like for a week of my life. Pretty close to the only thing I thought about. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I like obviously I was like had a job and I was like caring for two kids and cooking dinner and stuff. 
But like in all of my off time, I was like, White Lotus, White Lotus, White Lotus. Like, how is he doing this? Why is this so good? Um, yeah. It's, I don't know. I think my biggest hang up about the season was that most of the storylines outside of Tanya ended up in what I would think of as like the most predictable or standard outcome. I, especially the couples. I kept wanting there to be some swing other than what I feared it would be from the beginning. Not that it's necessarily a criticism. And also this is like at the end of the episode, we can talk about it. The, yeah. Just the way that like the two couples became the same couple. Yeah. I really wanted anything but that. And part of it is just that I, I, I wanted, I guess, not even the 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 younger. I guess they're pretty much the same age. The Aubrey Plaza couple. I, it's not even that I, I didn't like him very much. Yeah. I wanted more of her, and the, the fact that it just ended up there, I was very disappointed by. And I thought kind of the same thing. I, I mean, I guess you could say I liked. Boy, I'm, it, it's been long enough. I'm going to struggle with the names. But Tanya's intern Portia. assistant, there you go, Portia, and then the youngest of the three uh, Sicilian men who were visiting, Christopher's oh, yeah. son, Albie. Albie, I liked the they, the way they ended up as being like we're just trash morons and we yeah, might as well just idiots. yeah, like if we go try to hang out with other people, it's going to be bad for us. I I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was probably my outs. I mean, Tanya's thing. I don't even know how to evaluate because it basically just became like food to feed Twitter and the internet. And it's like not even a show anymore. It's yeah. just trying to establish memes incredibly successfully. I, yeah. Like it, it, it's so good and I loved watching it, but I'm like, is this, I don't know. Um, yeah. So I, just, oh, I guess yeah. I wanted another step towards the end and that we didn't get it, but on what would have been more satisfying? Um, were you like playing a game, like trying to figure out who's gonna die, or were you like, what, like, what would be more satisfying? I think I just think more interesting and unexpected conclusions to the non-Tanya stories. Yeah, I guess I felt really satisfied. I I was like, so season one, I I think I was like thinking it was going to have to follow the logic of season one to a T, which was not true. So I was like, no one, I was like, no one rich can die, um, except the old man with the bandage. Um, And then they'll be like, I was thinking like anyone who feels any harm would have to be like, you know, like Lucia and Mia or like the hotel manager or like someone who has no power uh, and then I felt like just so, I mean, I, I did, I don't know. I did know Lucia was scamming LB, but I, I was so happy that there was not a scene where she like felt remorse about that. That would have been like, rough. That yeah. made me like just so happy. And, and there like, is stuff like, like that where like, I think you're right. And that perhaps I'm holding the show to an unfairly high regard, high level. I'm not regard isn't the right word. Unfairly high standard. Yeah. Where like I just stuff like that, like if that would have happened, I would have been blown away, shocking, shockingly upset. Yeah. And like I just assumed we wouldn't get results like that. But honestly, we've seen especially HBO shows, especially yeah. shows that just completely bungle the land. You told me at some point, you know, we were like DMing about it and you said like 
if Aubrey Plaza and um, whatever his name is, Theo James, like end up hooking up, like I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this show or something. You were mm-hmm. like so. Adamant. And so the show was nice enough to make that really ambiguous, so I had no excuse to <laughs> right. stop watching. But I was like, whoa, like why? Because like your so your critique is like these are these obvious outcomes, but like why is that so offensive to you? Like I isn't really... an obvious outcome, like what normally happens. Like what is what's wrong with an obvious outcome? A lot of that, my concern there is, I just felt that was so weird, and maybe an unconsidered choice for Aubrey Plaza's character to be like this sexual harassment attorney who was really yeah. successful, and then this man who does like the most basic. I'm a powerful CEO yeah. that talks about how we have all these bullshit lawsuits. And then he exposes himself to her obviously intentionally. And yeah. she's like, Oh, but he's really hot. So I'll fuck him anyway. Like I, I but didn't she's not like that. I mean, she's like, in well, I, I guess it's, it's true. It's not that it's, it's like, the perfect revenge, but it's like, man, there's, you're in Italy. There's a lot of hot Italian guys. If you want to go, I guess they wouldn't have been as good revenge to, to fuck with your husband. But I really just thought that I didn't find that to be very compelling as far as a thing that she would be like, oh, well, this is the perfect guy to get revenge on my husband or make him go crazy, whichever. I don't think it was like, I think it was more like her character was like against her own will, like because of the circumstances of her life, like turning into something she didn't want to turn into, which was both. That's, and that's what attracted happened. Attracted yeah. to Theo James, but also just like a rich, vapid person, like who, you know. I wanted like, more for her. We all she didn't get her, it, including her. But like, I think like it, it made sense for her to like, against her better judgment, like maybe have like a slight interest in him, just like against her better judgment, like maybe she enjoys having a shitload of money, yeah. <laughs> like can't actually escape what kind of person you become um, when you have a shitload of money. I think that's absolutely the. Uh premise of her story on the show and maybe even in a lot of ways the premise of the white lotus both seasons in general yeah is that this is just when you are presented with these the challenges that come with coming into or having incredible wealth you're just going to go down the road and you're not going to really listen to stuff yeah i wanted her to get off the road yeah i think my other comment on white lotus that i just have to say is I could not get over like how bad uh, Portia's survival instincts were. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was like believable for a character like of that age. Like I believed it, but I was like, holy shit, girl. Like, I can't believe you got into a car, closed the door and then like started confronting this psychopath. It's Um, like, man, it seems weird. I don't have my phone. That's probably just a coincidence. Let me close the door and be like, are you fucking your uncle? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ. Hi, uh, girl. One thing I will defend, like, defend her, and I think some people have even levied this as a criticism against the show. Uh, her uh, style, her clothes during the show, people were oh. so upset by. And they're like, this is preposterous. Let me tell you, I live right next to the... Uh, Loyola campus. That's how far north I live up yeah. here. The, these young kids, especially these kids who are not like everybody else in the show is fantastically wealthy. So no yeah. fucking shit that Aubrey Plaza's got some cool outfits to wear. The other lady, the other wife's yeah. got all that stuff. The kids are wearing dumber shit than that. 
That's that nothing. swan sweater she wears. I've had that like as an Instagram ad suggested to me. Yeah, that, that's that's. I like know where that's from. It's like that's like, what people who are not super wealthy and, and are young it. are wearing. Yeah, yeah. and I want that is it. not like, in any way like I, I, maybe you hate yeah. her and you want to make fun of her, but I've been like this is seeing people who are like this is so unrealistic. This is the worst dressed person I've ever seen. It's like no, there's a lot of people dressed like that and worse. Yeah, I actually that has been an. Um, one benefit of working with the high school community. There you go. Like yeah. Seeing the fashions. Um, like they're trying stuff and it doesn't make sense to you or I, but it's not like, oh, well, the show is dumb because someone's dressed in, with stupid, ugly, chunky sweaters and shorts that don't match. Like, no, yeah. that's what they're wearing all the time. We had like some kind of like theme day. Um, I don't know, during a spirit week and like the theme was throwback, which was like not specific enough, but I wore this like, vintage shirt that was vintage when I bought it and I bought it 20 years ago when I was in college and like someone came in I don't know some spirit team person came in and was like wanted to take count of how many people dressed up for the day and I like added myself to the count and they were like you didn't dress up and I was like yes I did (laughs) and I like explained the shirt and then they were like you literally dress like that every day like no one like knew that I was I felt like really proud that I was wearing this like ugly ass shirt, but good for you. Thank you. Yeah. But they were all like, that's literally how you look all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that might be all I have on the white Lotus. I mean, I just thought everyone did a good job for the most part. It was good. Out of 10. What's your score for season two of the white Lotus? Nine. See, I'm still in like a seven. A like, seven? All What's this... a ten? What show is a ten for you? No, no, nothing I can say will satisfy you. Just say it though. Joe Para. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, Joe what Para is... talks to you as a ten. Oh, I do know what that is. Yeah. Okay. What else is a ten? That wasn't. Is that your enough? only ten? Oh, no, uh, absolutely. Uh, Enlightened season two is a ten. Enlightened season two is yeah. a ten. I agree. Sure. So, yeah, but like, um, there's lots of, I, 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 I would say I have plenty of tens. Okay. And it's only a seven? It's only a seven. But again, it's so much, I mean, it's, to me, it's hard. It feels hard for this to ever be less than a five. Like you got five. I think it's an if easy just... nine. Like I miss it. I miss it. I don't know how to fill the gap. I watched multiple shows after it. They all sucked, or maybe they were fine. I don't know, but they weren't the White Lotus. That's part of the problem for for me too. And maybe this is different directions. Is I? It's very uncommon for me these days to be watching whatever the Zeitgeisty show is. Yeah, I'm never. I'm not watching many shows as they come out. Yeah. And so for me, when I'm watching White Lotus, this is like the one thing I really am watching week to week. And catching yeah. all of, and so I, 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 there's a good chance that that messes with my impression of it. That I don't know if it makes me like it more or less. Maybe I wouldn't have all this stuff to say about I how great the intro is. You think you think I, you think I should bump it up to an eight? I think you should. Okay, it's an eight. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like yeah. There's not anything quite that like quite scratches that itch. I mean, like. There just isn't. Enlightened is definitely my favorite show of all time, probably. 
Um, I just said definitely and then probably. It is my favorite show of all time. Um, I don't think it's as good as, as Enlightened, but I think it's extremely good. I, I, and boy, I, you, you got a lot of room for 10 and not be as good as Enlightened, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just like, it's hard for me to see like what could fill that gap for me. Like, I guess like I really like Succession. Hopefully Succession will do well again this season. I don't watch any Succession. It's like hard. It's hard for me to imagine like what, there's few shows that I'm like, oh, I love this. And then there's a lot of zeitgeisty shows that I watch and I'm like, fuck. Like I just watched Fleischman is in trouble. I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not uh, watching that. I'm all good. Uh, I should it got, it improved. I, man, everybody fucking says that. Um, yeah. Everybody says it's rough at the beginning and it gets better, but they. But then some people think it's amazing by the end, and some people think it's. So it has like one. Okay. It has one very very good episode. Okay. And then like Maybe some that's what okay it is, ones then. at the end, and then the beginning is just garbage. Like. Um, I realized I lied a little bit. I did watch another zeitgeisty show last year, that was a ten. What? Seven? The rehearsal. Oh yeah, the re- I was expecting when you said. Yeah, I forgot about that. I That's that. That would have been a more interesting answer to reply with. Easy. That then. I watched week to week as it was happening, was seeing the conversation, yeah. and thought it just completely nailed every single thing the whole way through. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, but there's not like that many. I don't know. What's coming up? What should what should what should I watch next? That's coming. So I'm not I'm not catching up with Succession in time. That's pretty soon, isn't that? Like next month. Well, if you've never seen it, you could just watch all of that. When does that start, though? Uh, probably like not until next year. Oh, it's not for. You I thought it was time. coming up real soon. No, I don't. I have no idea when it's coming. Okay. I'm sure, like, some social media will tell me when it's coming. It's not coming for a while. I'm watching season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Is that zeitgeisty? That's a good choice. It's never the wrong choice to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I've been having a good time. Eugenia was watching this like kids show and I could not any it, this is a terrible story. RuPaul does a voice in it. But I was like, who is this like parrot? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized She's was, fierce, I can tell. Was, yeah, I was just like, why do I know this voice? I was like, um, man, whoever's doing this parrot voice work, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I should have known actually. There were probably mm-hmm. like cute phrases like that. No, I don't I don't think I have TV recommendations. We watched Bad Sisters. It was too long, but it was fine. Um Good to find. I got nothing. Tell me what to watch. Joe Para. Fine. Go watch Joe Para. Go watch Joe Para. How to with John Wilson. I I've seen that. How to with John Wilson. That's yeah. so fucking good. I love that shit. It is good. It is good. But you have to pay attention, which is not always what I'm trying to do. Maybe that's. A, I, I paid attention to White Lotus. Maybe that was a problem. <laughs> no, I paid attention. To- Oh, you made want, it out for that one? You made that, you made it out for your favorite show by your favorite guy? I'm glad to hear it. I want, like, I want to, like, have the option to not pay attention, and then I want the show to be good enough that it makes me pay it attention. It forces you to pay attention. Yes. Yes. But, like, how to, you have to pay attention to, like, let it sweep You won't over get you. anything out of it. You'd be like, but what if, the fuck are we talking have, to this? Yes. If you have to pay attention, you might as well, like, yeah. not watch it. Uh, not, late last year, my sister came over to visit. And we were hanging out and we were watching TV. And I was like, you ever watch this uh, John Wilson? She's like, I have no idea what that is. And I put it on. And I was like, I'll just pick an episode. And God damn if it wasn't that fucking circumcision episode where the guy takes his dick out. (laughs) I was like, fucking hell, this is a nightmare. We can't be watching this. (laughs) 
Like, he says, want to see a dick? It was so bad. Yeah. Chelsea afterwards was like, I was thinking about getting up and walking out of the room. I was like, I'm sorry. This never happens on the show except for this time. It was very awkward. Really not great. Um, but I could see how you forget and then. Yeah, because it it doesn't, it sure as hell, it doesn't say like, here's the circumcision episode. It has nothing to do with it. I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're covering their chairs up with plastic. That's fun. Let's watch this one. Like, god damn it. Yeah. How embarrassing and entirely avoidable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really bad. Never considered yeah. pausing for some reason. Just let it ride. Oh, no. I think that's like a universal like family watching experience. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Like, sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, if it had only been sex, that would have been yeah. such an improvement. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That but, said, as soon as this is over, I'm going to go rewatch that and listen to that guy's song again. <laughs> I love his song. He's yeah. going to get his foreskin back. He's really confident. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm not going to rewatch that. Probably See, not. I don't know. Like, I don't ever want to rewatch that show. <laughs> I've rewatched it multiple times. Really? And I still completely dropped out of my head that uh, that was that episode. Yeah, you know what you're talking about. <sighs> well, hmm. This is... This is you gotta be careful what you show people. Yeah, it's extremely true. Well, uh, I believe going in, you s- expressed a desire for us to hit two and a half hours and not. Can we do anything. it? We're not going to hit two and a half hours, but we're going to be pretty fucking close to two. Wow. Well, which... I mean, I think that all of this is essential information that the public needs. Yeah. Um, for those of you who made it this far, hi Anne. Um, I'm so sorry. I didn't Do you have any you. secret plugs that you only want the White Lotus fans to hear? Yeah, I want to plug my sister Anne. Speak uh, on that. Well, she loves the White Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a show right now at Tiger Strikes Asteroid in New York. She's in a group show and it's a huge deal. Wow. Impressive. Good for Anne. Good for yes. Anne. She made a marble potato. Shout out to Anne. Yeah. You ever seen a potato made out of marble? Man, I've barely seen a potato. Yeah, well. I can't even Get on down to wherever the fuck Tiger Strikes Asteroid is. Brooklyn. Somewhere in Brooklyn. Well, if they got an Embassy Suites, maybe you'll be there soon. They do. Let me tell you, they do have an Embassy Suites site. (laughs) Do you know when the pool is open? I've looked it up. (laughs) Michael, the pool, when? Where can I stand in Embassy Suites in Brooklyn? Um, They have one. Yeah, they have one. That's great news. Mm-hmm. Well, Margaret, you've been an engaging guest as always. And Thank you. I got to say, I agree with Gina. I wouldn't want to follow this. Seems like a I mistake. I it was good. I think it was good. I think like not our best episode, but definitely not our worst. I don't even know if I'd say not our best episode. I think this might be the one. Oh, my God. I hope so. We had all that good Embassy Suite content. Yeah. I didn't even tell you about sewing the face back on this creepy doll. You send me a picture of the doll, I'll make it the picture for the episode. Oh, my God. Wait, I know we're over, but can I tell you what this toy is? Hit me up. Oh, my God. Uh, it's Okay, it came in a plastic backpack with the scissors on the side. And the concept of this toy is it's like you take the scissors out and you open the backpack and then you get a fuzzball and then the child has to cut, give the wow. a haircut to reveal what animal it is. That's so fucking cool. And I guess this is a mouse. Um, Eugenia was very disappointed that it was a mouse and not like a cute animal. Um, Should have cut it different. 
I know. Uh, and then Taylor ate its face off, so I just wrote that down today. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't advertise that feature as much, that if your dog eats the face off, you can sew it back on. They should put that on the box. I mean, it looks exactly like a dog. Sorry, I'm, I don't explain that. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to blame the dog. Anyway, I just, like, couldn't believe, like, what a shitty, gross toy it was, and she loved it. <laughs> it's called a cuddly cut. Cuddly cut. <laughs> The people who listen through the White Lotus segment get so many good plugs at the end. I know. Buy a cuddly cut. Maybe I'll edit the episode and I'll put all this stuff at the front. And so like the first 10 yeah. seconds so is just spoiling like, the ending of White Lotus. Oh, yeah. And everyone will be like on their way to Brooklyn to see my sister's show. I on their way to Brooklyn to go to the Embassy Suites. And if they yeah. have time to go. Take like, a quick dip. The, and then if the, if the pool closes at a time that the show is also going on, they can go. Okay. Did you know the pool, and I know that you don't know this, but did you know the pool at the BWI Embassy Suites doesn't even open until 5 p.m. on weekdays? What the hell kind of pool is that? I know. I was like, How about this? Don't have a pool. Close the pool then. Fill it in with concrete and make it a shuffleboard arena. I'm trying to swim at 7 in the morning. That could be a pickleball court right now. There's no reason to have the pool if it opens that fucking vibe. Yeah, like just train your front desk person to know lifeguarding or something. This is crazy. Is there a, there's, is there a lifeguard at the Embassy Suites? <laughs> no, there's not. Is there a sign that says oh, you're swimming at your even, own risk? It's not even open on Mondays for cleaning. That's not how pools work. <laughs> I know. I I agree. <laughs> I'm never going to this Embassy Suites. I mean, I'm definitely going to go there. I did notice <laughs> it's by a Jimmy John's, which the Hunt Valley Embassy Suites does not have. But... Anyway, the pool hours were abysmal. So I think if 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 I were writing season three of White Lotus, <laughs> and I had to describe one of my characters, I think maybe her her my brief notes would be: loves Embassy Suites, makes husband call about pool hours, wants a Jimmy John's nearby, and I think we've got just the whole field is covered right there. We know who this person is, I can write her name. I mean, but the drama, because I cannot, I can either have the good pool hours or the gym chats, but I cannot oh, have both. Oh, you know what? After you, so, so, so our show is not called White Lotus. It's called Embassy Suites. <laughs> and the pro, you get there, Mike actually called the wrong Embassy Suites oh, no. and got the wrong pool hours. And so you're just off from the start. Oh, I can't even imagine. I'm ex- I'm, I'm, but then I get to my room. It's a suite. All is forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he actually he made some special arrangements. So there's Jimmy John's waiting for you inside. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. It's a suite. Every room is a suite. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the embassy. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Wait. I'm so excited for this weekend. Okay, you're gonna have a great weekend. <laughs> Thank you. I and really and you should get refreshed because when you get back, we're gonna start writing. Season one Embassy of Embassy Suites. Suites. So it's going to be really good. Okay, I'll write that. Margaret, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. It's been excellent. Best wishes in the intervening days. Good job.